Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 9 of Quarantine for Your Thoughts. And once again, I'm Ryan Carter. And I'm John Irvin, and I've totally lost count by now, so... I honestly, I, the only reason I remember is I look at Spotify every week. Happy episode 9, everyone. <laughs> Lucky number 9. Lucky number 9. Almost your favorite number, I Almost my favorite Almost your number. favorite number. How was your Father's Day, Ryan? It was nice. It was um, good? Did it was your good. kids treat you well? My kids. You're talking about the sperm in my testicles, John. Then yes, they did treat me well. well no comment. <laughs> um, no, it was nice. I went out, saw the family. Um, we'll actually hear from my father later in this episode about how his Father's Day was. Nice. Can't so, wait. how was your Father's Day? Mine was nice. I drove back home to Delaware. I had a half bushel of crabs and a bunch of shrimp uh, with my family and some I family friends. It was like something like three pounds. Three pounds of shrimp, half bushel of crabs. And, uh, you know, Brittany came over, actually. Oh, did yeah. she? So that was a, a hoot and a half. <laughs> did you guys listen to the episode? We did. Oh, we did fantastic. listen to the episode. She hadn't, you know, heard it, or, and she didn't remember it, so... Uh, I think that was one of our best episodes. I agree. It was yeah. our longest episode. It was. It was almost the length of a feature-length TV show. Oh. Well, I probably about as long without commercials. If you take the commercial side, yeah, yeah. it was about as long. So, <laughs> hey. We're waiting on you, man. CBS, Fox... <laughs> We're hilarious. We're probably. To some people, a small niche audience. <laughs> Thanks, Natalie. <laughs> so this week, we'd like to give a shout out to all fathers across the world for just making our lives interesting. Um, but specifically to John Irvin and Michael Carter for bringing the two of us into the world. Um, oh, I thought I'm sorry. Meant, I'm sorry. I thought John Irvin Jr. Ah, yes. I thought you meant me. I'm sorry. Not you. Excuse no, me. you didn't bring any of us into the world. Not yet. <laughs> I am scared to see that day. Coming soon. Can you? Day. Will you? Oh, I could. I'm very could. fertile. <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> One way to Just find out. Just because there's a lot doesn't mean it's fertile. Be that as it may. <laughs> I eat oysters. It's an aphrodisiac, right? <laughs> that doesn't mean... <laughs> or something. Oh, boy. Oh, it is an aphrodisiac, so I've heard. I can't imagine feeling sexy after eating oysters. I can't I've had oysters, it. and I don't feel sexy after that. So normally when people describe a food to me as snotty, I tend I to stray away. <laughs> um, I do love the taste of oysters, but not once have I had oysters and then been like, yeah, I'm ready. Ready Let's to go. Let's go. Um, Maybe mm, pop a breath mint first. Yeah. Yeah. Or... 10 or cut off your just, tongue yeah it's probably for the best mouthwash or something yeah. um Whew. so speaking of um i don't know old chinese traditions <laughs> i have um <laughs> what you would call our oh shit moment of the week so what is this oh shit moment of the week so um this past weekend, I went down to Ikea. Mm -hmm. um, it's the la the promised land. Yeah, so the line was like three hours long. Mm. So we decided to go to our second um, promised land. Who's we? Uh, Danny and I, mm. my, my boyfriend who was on here a couple weeks ago. Um, we went to Pier 1 because they're going out of business. We figured, you know, we catch a nice bargain. Um, How were those bargains? Those bargains were terrible. <laughs> um, I'm not buying a $1,200 couch. That ain't me. I bought it candles. It was originally 2800 though, yeah, John. Yeah, be so. that as it may, I bought candles. So um, we were standing in line for a while um, due mm -hmm. to social distancing requirements. And there was um, an 
a woman in front of us who proudly was 65 years old, and then a young woman in front of her who was 24 and mm-hmm. a school teacher. Okay. Um, the school teacher mm-hmm. mentioned to the other woman that she um, had been wearing a mask for much longer than this coronavirus outbreak. Um, and the 65 year old woman proudly exclaimed, I bet those people were thinking, What are you, Asian? Um, and she screamed the sentence <laughs> at the top of her lungs, and it echoed through Woodbridge. Oh, no. Um, Such a progressive part of Virginia. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Danny, as well as the couple behind us, were shocked and dismayed, <laughs> because that was the last thing we expected. Um, but, I mean, it happened. It did. You know... John suggested we use that as the oh shit moment of the week this week because he said it's less political than what we were originally going to talk about. I don't, I disagree. I don't know that that was less political. I think it was just a different political take. It seems like something that the politician that we originally planned on talking about would say. You know what? We'll double down on this kind of Asian talk. Um, <laughs> Please don't say Asian talk <laughs> if you don't expect to speak Mandarin. <laughs> um... We'll just lightly touch on the original oh shit moment of the week. Uh, President Trump had a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. This past week. And um, was expecting somewhere upwards of a million um, people at the rally. That's almost as many as people that listen to uh, this podcast. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the venue that they were using only had a seating capacity of 19,000. Oh, wow. That's However, very popular. it's very popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, only 6,200 people showed up. Interesting. According to the local fire department. And the reason for that is because a lot of K pop uh, artists had falsely um, registered. registered for the rally, which is apparently free. All you had to do was go online and, and input some information saying you were going to go mm-hmm. um, to drive the numbers up. And then they never intended to actually go. Well, that's got to be incredibly embarrassing on the campaign front. Incredible. However, mm-hmm. props to Donald Trump for finally figuring out how to drink a glass of water with one hand. Oh, that's true. I that saw is a true. Hilarious I meme saw about that. that. Yeah, it was a great. You sent it to me. I did. Um, I did. So kudos. You know what? Go you. Good for you, President Trump. I hope you're not wearing earphones, everybody. Yeah, me too. Because I just watched that spike on the microphone. Um, so moving right along, we mentioned my father earlier. It is Father's Day, so let's move right on to our out on the street segment so for this week we have well you could say my creator my father mike carter how you doing dad (laughs) i'm doing well son thank you so we figured with it being father's day and me having seen you about an hour ago that we would call you up and have you be our featured guest for the week. Awesome. Sounds terrific. I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Well, thank you for the opportunity to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) So I was there, but everybody else wasn't. So how was your Father's Day? Uh, It was absolutely terrific. Um, You and your siblings and my wonderful wife took very, very good care of me. We would we ate, we drank, we had fun, reminisced, told stories, and had a blast. Really can't complain. Yeah. Nice. No, no, not at all. Oh, yeah. and we had very good cigars. Oh, we did. Oh. Great cigars. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> you were in Delaware. <laughs> yeah, sorry. 
accompanied with some whiskey that I had actually aged myself. Yes, and very, very smooth, very, very nice, very good. Thank you. Yeah, big pat on yeah. the back for me there. You don't, have awesome. to you don't have to flatter him on his podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just tell the truth. Actually, <laughs> it actually was very smooth. I was surprised. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're doubling this segment up for our out on the street segment. So, okay, you own your own business, and um, a lot of that involves you going out to um, car dealerships and individual people's houses and places of business to uh, collect furniture and other pieces of equipment that need to be repaired. Um, what have you been doing to keep yourself safe during all of this? Uh, well, actually, for, uh, I guess, the first eight to 10 weeks, we were not going into any customers' residential um, homes um, just for not only their safety, but my safety as well as my family's safety. So we just started to go back into consumers' residences about two weeks ago. Um, and that's mainly for our furniture business. Uh, the automotive side of the business, I actually have been going to some of my customers' sites because most of that work I do outside of the building and not in the building. Um, so when I go to those locations, I wear a mask. Um, and for the most part, most of the car dealerships I work at, they have, most everybody has masks and some of them are pulled down. Most of the time they wear them. But social distancing has, has really taken a hold and most people uh, align themselves with that and stay you know six ten feet apart so i haven't had any trouble with on um, business to business so to speak um good now you you wear a face mask when you go out obviously i do um for two reasons not only for health and safety reasons but as far as projecting a, a professional business uh a look as well uh, i don't want to go to someone's home and not be prepared. When I go into a resident's home over the last two weeks, I not only wear a mask, but I wear gloves, and I also wear protective foot covering over my shoes. Now, that brings up an interesting question. You're going to people's houses. Are mm -hmm. those folks wearing a mask when you come to their house? Because it is their place of residence, and they right. probably feel safe there and less likely to wear a mask, but you are you know, an outside person interacting with them have you found that most residents are wearing masks when you're going to see them i have found that most of them um not always answer the door with a mask but once they see me with a mask on they automatically say oh hang on a second let me get my mask type of thing gotcha. um, it's been a probably i'd say about 25 to 75 percent 75 percent not wearing masks when they answer the door but retrieving a mask when I enter the residence. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. 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 So again, I think your, your point being is that they've gotten comfort zone being in their own residence with whoever else is in the residence with them. And they don't have any fears of having those people giving them something. Exactly. So it may be lax because they're, they're not thinking of that when I arrive, but once I arrive at the door, then they, they very, um, you know, accommodating and put on a mask. 
which is good. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's definitely the, the preferred option. Um, yeah. Now, working in an industry where you're dealing directly with people, um, I think John and I both have plenty of experience with this, that people suck. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> have you found that people are, are being nicer and more generous and a little bit more conscientious now, or have you found it's the opposite? I actually find that most of the clients that I've worked with so far have been very, very uh, cordial, uh, accommodating. The other thing is, you have to understand, most of my clients are receiving a service. Uh, a lot of the work I do is warranty work that's then they're not paying for it. Ah. It's not like someone coming in to fix their air conditioning unit is going to charge them $600. They're getting a service and they're knowing that somebody else is paying for me to be there now not all of them but for the most part so they're already feeling that they're getting accommodated for you know issues that weren't their fault the couple of other customers that i've had that they are paying customers to me have been very cordial as well so i find most of my clients have been very um happy to see me so to speak well that's good yeah. Um, I know I've definitely heard my fair share of stories from you throughout the years that have not been that case. So <laughs> I'm definitely happy to hear yeah. that that's going well. There have well. been a couple of doozies, yes. Well, Dad, that's about our time. So thank you so much for being on this episode and, and happy Father's Day again. Hey, Ryan, thanks. I appreciate it. And uh, you and John both, thanks for having me on the show. Take Absolutely. Care. Thanks for joining us. Love you, Dad. Take care. Love you, son. Bye-bye. Once again, thank you so much to my father for being on this show, taking some time out of his Father's Day night to to mean, grace us with his presence. I'm sorry, you mean Father's Night? Father's Night. Thank you. Exactly. My apologies. Um, so, before Father's Day, I had quite a weekend. Um, and my weekend started on Thursday because I was given Friday off. Hmm. Um, so, Thursday, I went to a friend of mine, um, he, his house, um, and he had made some moonshine. And I, you know, was interested. He's made, he makes most of his own beers, but he never made his own alcohol. So I trusted him because he's a pretty smart guy. Um, <clears throat> and I'm mostly blind anyways. So I figured what, what was the harm? <laughs> um, so I got there and he told me that, you know, he'd already taken two shots. So I had to take a shot. And that didn't really concern me. But what did concern me was the order I was presented of what I had to do in order to take the shot. A little salt lime shot? Not quite. Nope. Um, so I was told that I needed a Mountain Dew mm-hmm. for a chaser, which I don't chase drinks. That's pretty much lime. Basically. But um, apparently I was going to need a chaser. Mm-hmm. Then I was given the shot. And then I was given a folded paper towel, which I thought was just a classy move. Um, and then he said, this is for cleaning up after. And I was like, do you expect me to puke because one folded paper towel ain't enough to clean that up and he said no don't worry about it just take the shot you'll figure it out well i trust the guy so i took the shot and i figured out what the paper towel was for because my lips where the residual alcohol touched felt like i had just lit them on fire Uh so i dabbed my lips off and then asked him what what's the proof of this moonshine and he said Oh, it's 191 proof. Now, casual. for those of you that know Virginia state law, you cannot legally sell alcohol over 151 proof. This was 40 proof over that, and proof of alcohol is basically two times the percentage of alcohol in the beverage. 
So for those of you keeping up, that means that I was drinking 95.5% alcohol in that shot. If you were to buy rubbing alcohol from Walmart today, it would be 90% alcohol. And that is not recommended for consumption, which means I drank... I think that's highly discouraged from it's consumption. It's highly discouraged from consumption. I think that's partially because of the other stuff they put in there. But I drank six shots of this, which, again, if you're keeping up, is roughly eight ounces. So roughly a morning coffee's worth of moonshine in about an hour and a half. Um, at least you didn't do it in the morning in place of your coffee. That's true, but I could have been confused to think it was the morning because that's how good I felt. Oh, douche. Um, and then my drinking didn't stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, the next day, uh, my boss uh, promptly invited me over to her house to drink with her, her husband and an old friend of mine um, at 9.30 at night. And the text said, why aren't you here? <laughs> and I said, where's here and how would I know to be there? Here was her house mm-hmm. and they were drunk. Ah. So they brought me over. We all got more drunk. And apparently I decided that was a good idea to text a girl that I had never texted before, um, who I had asked out one time, and I said, hey, how are you? We haven't talked in a long time. So when you asked her out the first time, how did that go? Well, she said she couldn't go out because she had a party to go to that night. It was Mm -hmm. a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then we never talked about... Well, she said we should go out sometime. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't know that 12.30 in the morning was the best time to start up that conversation after not talking to her for about four months. And so what was her response to your Oh, she midnight? didn't even open the message. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So a good, good... Good sign. Good sign there. Uh, fingers crossed for you, and at no. the risk of turning it into a Dr. Phil podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, um, that was roughly two days ago. Okay. And she still hasn't opened the message. Right, so I'm well. going to just chalk that one off to a loss. And, um, are you available? Uh, you know I am. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm dating. Danny, if you're listening to this podcast... You know he's not listening. You don't even listen, apparently. Yeah, don't. I listened to episode eight for the first time. That was the first one. Because I hate my voice. I love your voice. Um, it's great on this podcast. Soothing. I've listened to all eight episodes because I'm the one who edits the episodes. Mm. Um... You're right. I'm just here for the pretty face. I have a face for radio, is what they tell me. That's what they told both of us. That's why we're doing a podcast and not a YouTube channel. Be that as it may. <laughs> as if my weekend wasn't wild enough. That wasn't even the weekend yet. That was Thursday and Friday. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I had to take Zeus to the vet. Vet? Mm-hmm. And that my vet's not allowing people into their establishment right now, only pets. So they took him in from the curb, and I got a call from the doctor, um... Actually, didn't you take Zeus in from the curb as well? I did take yeah, Zeus in so, from the curb. Yeah, rescue. So, so it, well, sort of. Um, not your kind of twofer. Yeah. Um, and uh, the doctor called me about, about 10 minutes into his appointment to just, you know, go over how his wellness exam went, tell me how great he looked and how healthy he was. Um, and I asked her, you know, Zeus gets really freaked out during thunderstorms. What is there anything you would recommend for that? And she said, well, you know, we have this doggy Xanax. Hmm. And when she said that, it made me wonder what sort of a doctor I had taken him to. Yeah, the closest one isn't always the best one. Not always. Um, So I said, sure, that sounds great. She said, okay, I'll give you a little sample to try out. 
to just see if it works. So when I picked him up and paid the bill, I was given a full bottle of this quote-unquote doggy Xanax, which is 20 pills. Mm-hmm. So and I was like, quite a wow, sample. that was really nice of her to give me such a big sample for free. Nope. Turns out it was $120 for that doggy Xanax. It's almost free. Not quite. Mm, not quite. Not Close. quite. That was a third of my bill. But when you're as rich as me... Did you pay the bill? Barely any. I, next time. Okay. I got Good to know. Um, so that was exciting for me. Yeah. Good times. So do they work? Well, I did try them out um, that had, day because it was Thunder. On you? Or? No, no. Oh. I thought about giving you a suppository. Um, You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> but they're, you know, doggy Xanax. So. You know what they say. Don't feed anything to your dog that you wouldn't feed to yourself. Well, and I know doggy style is your primary, so... Actually, no. I prefer... Really? We're not going to get into that right now. We'll cross that bridge. Later. Um, I'll show you. Nope. Um, Danny, I'm so sorry if you're listening. Um, But I did try the the Xanax on Zeus, and they recommended 1 to 2 pills, 12 to 24 hours before the anticipated anxiety attack. How are we supposed to know? I don't know because the weathermen don't even know 12 to 24 Zeus hours. Zeus is the only one who knows that He's far He's the only one that knows. But I did, you know, it was thundering that day when we got home, so I gave him one. Mm-hmm. I had to crush it up and put it in applesauce because he wouldn't take the pill. Yeah, I gave it to him and he spit it back out. So I crushed it up, put it in some applesauce, and that dog was out. He just slumped on the floor for like two or three hours. And then I got up to take him out for a walk. And usually he jumps up and runs after me. And he, like, slowly got up off the floor and sauntered to the door. And was just like, I guess if we have to, let's go. I, those I pills I lasted for, like, ten hours. Um, that was the calmest I've ever seen him. So I would say, yes, they work. Was it worth $120? I don't think so. We'll see. It's summertime. It's storm season, hurricane season, boom, boom, boom. Um. 20 pills is not going to last me very long if it's hurricane and thunderstorm season. Do you want to pay the next bottle? Uh, We'll see. (laughs) Speaking of money, unfortunately, Manscaped did not sponsor us this week. Gosh darn it. So Um, we could not put a video of John manscaping me on here. We tried hard. We recorded the video. We did Uh, record the video. It's It's locked and loaded. It's on deck. But we just need to get that that sponsorship yeah so so if you have connections if you could sign a petition if you're one of the five people who work at manscape or listen know. to our podcast yeah that's a very small venn diagram cross-section i think it's like one person yeah. maybe come on natalie we got you <laughs> well thank you for tuning in for episode nine 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 seven seven all right monica um thank you for tuning in for episode nine of quarantine for your thoughts and we will see you next week for john's favorite number episode 10 oh i thought episode was my favorite episode is episode your favorite number it is is. episode 10 of quarantine for your thoughts